Welcome to Everyday Finance and Economics with the Siglers, the podcast where we discuss what you need to know about personal finance and economics and give you the practical advice you need on how to get started and be smart with your money. We're your host, Glenn. And Christina. Sigler. So, Christina, what's going on in the economy this week? So, Dad, what's going on in the economy this week is the Federal Reserve, the bank that kind of oversees the entire U.S. economy and makes sure we're doing okay, staying on track, has decided to keep interest rates at zero until 2023 to help the economic recovery of the United States. And also, in that same vein, tax day has moved to May 17th this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So in the episode, and normally every other year, it is April 15th. And in the episode, we say April 15th. But this year for 2021, to file for the year, the tax year of 2020, your taxes are due May 17th for individuals. And for our economic term of the episode, we have two, and there are hints about what we're going to be talking about today, uh, taxable income and deductions. So taxable income is defined as the gross income minus deductions, and gross just means all income from whatever source, all the money that you get. Uh, minus deductions, exemptions, and personal exemptions. And deductions, they can vary. There's uh, three types, standard, itemized, and business. A standard deduction is a reduction based on filing status with no requirement of records, and most people use this type. An itemized deduction ex- is expenses in qualifying categories, and that requires some documentation of the expense. And business deductions are for small business owners and contractors, and it's money that offsets against the income to reduce the business income. So taxable income is all your income uh, minus deductions, which are, which are things that you can take off to reduce your taxable income. So, all right, Dad, I think it's time with that introduction to get into this week's topic. What are we talking about today? We're talking about taxes and, and more accurately, income taxes. Right. So in the United States, uh, we have separate federal, state, and local taxes. And there's different types of tax. Uh, sales tax, payroll tax, property tax, capital gains tax, estate tax, and income tax. We're going to focus on individual income tax because that's what's due on April 15th. That's what tax day is all about. Um, we also have in the United States what's called graduated tax rates, meaning you get taxed based on how much money you make. The lowest percentage is 10% of your income, and the highest, if you make a lot of money, is 39.6% of your income. So, Dad, are taxes in college different than regular taxes? Yeah, t- Taxes in college are not different, but there are some considerations that you've got to take into account as a college student. You know, the number one being, how much money did you earn? Obviously, on the graduated tax system. There are different thresholds based on how much you earned and what kind of money you received uh, during the last year. And that by that, I mean earned income versus unearned income. Earned income, stuff that you've got from salary, wages, gig work uh, versus unearned income, which is stuff that you got from uh, any investments that 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 you have. So just to reiterate, earned income is stuff that you worked for, it's stuff that you went and did to get money, and unearned income is stuff that you just passively, it's like passive income versus active income, right? That is correct. Now, there's two other things that you need to take into consideration. First is your filing status. And single, married, divorced, widowed, what I'm expecting most of the folks that listen to this to be single, 
Uh, if you're in college and the folks in college are single, there are some folks that are married in, in college. But, uh, the other one is the uh, consideration is your status as a dependent. And by that, I mean, can someone else claim you as, as their dependent? Uh, are they paying for more than 50% of your annual living expenses? And for most of you that, you know, uh, that might be something uh, that you need to take into account. Um, if your parent, if, if, if you go home and your parents are paying for a lot of stuff, well, then they can still technically claim you as a dependent. If you are in college and your parents claim you as a dependent, you can still file. Okay. To get any refunds that you're due. All right. So what are some things that you can do to prepare for taxes? Well, the steps are basically the same. You're going to gather all your information, uh, the, the documents, uh, reports, Social Security, tax ID numbers, date of birth for everybody on your return, income and investment information. All your W-2s, if you work three, four jobs, you need three, four W-2 statements or income statements, bank or financial institutions from all of them. Um, and, and then any other things, uh, for state refunds, uh, and, and any and all form 1099s. And those are really, uh, for, for, for most people, that's going to be related to your investment income material. Self-employment records, medical record, uh, medical expenses, charitable donations. And if any of you own a house, uh, things related to your home ownership in terms of interest payments. So back to the first thing you said, you're going to need identification information for everybody on your tax record. That's only going to be if you have like dependents or a spouse, right? That is correct. So if it's just you... You just need your name, address, social security number, and then your status. Yeah, date of birth. That's that's the that's personal information that you need. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, how do I know what type of taxes I should file for um, for individual income taxes? The Tax Cut and Job Act uh, that was passed a couple years ago simplified things. So, there's really the 1040 for federal federal tax forms. Uh, States may or may not have uh, income taxes. So depending on which state you, you reside in or is your permanent record state, you may or may not have to file income taxes. And that get becomes a little more complicated if you're going to school and earning money in one state, yet you reside in another state. You'll have to look up the, the, the specifics uh, of your state to find out, uh, find out what, what you may have to do because there's 50 different rules. So, so um, there's there's a possibility that you're going to have to file a federal taxes and then two more documents for state taxes. That's correct. But for most people that file state taxes, it's it's their federal tax and their state tax. There's you know, there's very few people that, you know, earn money in two states and have to file multiple. But, you know, that does. happen. OK, okay. if I don't ha- make that much money, why should I file taxes? Well, if, if you don't make a lot of money, it's likely you can get a refund for some or all of the taxes withheld from your pay. It also may will help you with any stimulus funds that you qualify for. I know filing taxes isn't fun, but you have a financial incentive getting a refund and getting potentially hundreds of dollars back you know, that, that was withheld from you for, for taxes. 
And then also stimulus checks, because we know that's well, very relevant right about now. It, a- absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So what happens if I don't file taxes, though? What happens if I don't pay? So for those of you who are dependents, whose parents are filing taxes and are below income thresholds, you don't have to. You don't have to file your file income taxes on your own, but you're leaving money on the table. Hmm. But if you're independent and your income's <laughs> above the threshold, there are penalties for not filing your tax, for being late with filing your taxes, for not filing your taxes. Mm-hmm. And there's no uh there's no time limit from the IRS on late filing, uh late filing. So, oh, so if, they could come get you forever, huh? Uh that's the way the rules are written. The statute um, of limitations doesn't exist. There, there, there is no statute of limitations on wow. filing for taxes. Mm. Um, and they're going to charge you penalty and interest, you know, back from when you should have filed and paid those taxes. Uh, that's if you owe. Now, if you're due a refund, you've got three years. You've got three years to file those taxes to get your money back. Um, you know, that doesn't seem fair, but that's the way the rules are written. Uh, yes. And as I pointed out before, late filing can end up costing you money in fees, late fees and interest costs. That actually is a lot more than any any amount that you owe. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, if if you run into trouble with that, work out an arrangement with the IRS. And, and if you think that you're going to have a problem just filing on time, you can qualify for an extension, a six month extension. And and they'll give it to you, no questions asked. Hmm. Hey, I need a six-month extension. You fill out this form. You send it in. You got your six-month extension. Isn't that what you do, Dad? I I have done that on more than one occasion hmm. when I've been super busy around the time of, of, of tax season hmm. or uh, I, I thought I needed some more time to work it out. The challenge with that is even though you've got six extra months to send the forms in, the payments are due April 15th. Oh, okay. And so if you, if you, you can, you can make an estimate of, okay, I think I owe a hundred dollars, send that money in on April, on April 15th, mm-hmm. or else you'll get hit with penalties and, and interest charges for, for, for late payment. Mm-hmm. And if you send, if you accidentally like send less money than you actually owe. Then well, you're going to get, you're still going to get hit with, Hey, you, you sent a hundred dollars. You said have said $150. There's going to be an interest charge mm-hmm. and, and penalty for sending $50 less. It, 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 the, the, well, I can't say, look, try to work that out. So if we're talking, if you have to estimate overestimation is the thing. Um, you, you want to be as accurate or close yeah, as possible. But... And so if you're off by 20 or $30, they might hit you with a fine or some interest and it, 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 it won't be that much, but you got to try to be close. You got to mm-hmm. have a good estimate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, what do I use to complete my taxes? So th- there's three basic ways to do it. Uh, one is to down, go to the IRS uh, website, www.irs.gov. And download the forms you need. Mm-hmm. Ten, you know, all the forms that the IRS has, you can get access through their website. So the forms are there. The instructions on how to fill out the forms are there. And they even provide you time estimates on how long it should take you to do it. Hmm. Um, 
you know, but it's up to you to interpret those things. So, you, you know, the other thing you might need is a calculator uh, or, or your laptop to figure out some stuff. Yep. Uh, the next method is using software online tools. This is where things like TurboTax, H&R Block, Tax TaxAct, TaxSlayer, uh, you know, a lot of online and software tools that essentially walk, allow you to walk yourself through the tax form and they automatically calculate the tax. They just say, you know, did you get married this year? Yes or no? Did you do this? How much money do you plug in the, you plug in your data and it calculates the, the, the answers for you. Hmm. That, that, that is actually, you know, something that's very useful. And you can even do it in some cases, you can do it on your phone. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. The, the last method is just collecting all your material and handing it off to a professional. You know, someone that is experienced at doing, doing taxes, uh, that one costs the most. You know, yeah. I went from least cost to most expensive. Yeah. Uh, that one costs the most. But, you know, look, there might be someone in your family that does taxes. You know, if you're just starting out, getting a parent to help you with your taxes, that's something you can do as well. So doing it yourself, free. Mm-hmm. The software, software has free versions though, right? Yeah. Well, there, there, there are free calculators. Oh. Uh, the, the actual, you know, if you're going to buy the software, if you're going to do the software, they're usually going to say, Hey, yeah, it's going to cost you 20, 30, 40. You know, it's going to cost you something for the software. Um, uh, now the, you can, you can file for free. Mm-hmm. They allow you to send your, your IR, your, your completed tax form to the IRS for free. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the tax professional is expensive, relatively. Uh, yeah, Rel- yeah. In, in comparison, now, mm-hmm. now for some of some of you that have you know been established for a while and 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 have some income, you know this is a trade off for you. You're going to spend a couple hundred dollars, but you're going to get uh, time. Yeah, but you're going to get the time back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what are the tax filing basics? So we've dis- we've discussed a lot of this already. Collecting your information on income and expenses, deciding how you're going to complete your taxes this year, whether you're going to get the forms yourself, you're going to use software tools, or you're going to go to professionals. Understanding your your filing status that one you should know already. Uh, <laughs> understanding whether you're going to file as a dependent or not, uh, and then the issue of hey, am I going to take a standard deduction versus itemize? Okay, so how do you know whether you should itemize or take a standard deduction? Well, all right. So for for folks that are not dependents, you're 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 out there, you're you're working, you're recent college, you're working. You can take the standard deduction, and it's worth twelve thousand four hundred dollars. So that reduces your gross income by twelve thousand four hundred dollars to get to your taxable income. If you have expenses in those categories that are that is worth more than twelve thousand four hundred dollars or twelve thousand four hundred one dollars then you should itemize if not you're better off taking the standard deduction and it's just that simple now people who are dependents can also take standard deductions their standard deduction is a little bit different and you know because the expectation is that as a dependent you you know you're not working a full-time job. So mm-hmm. you're not going to have a large salary. And so if you're under that, 
if you made like under twelve thousand four hundred dollars, you know that or is in the stand the regular standard. If you made under that, and you're a dependent, you can deduct your standard deduction is worth your total earned income plus three hundred fifty dollars. And what that effectively does is reduce your taxable income to zero. So you can get all your money back. Yeah. Yeah. You can get all your money back. Yeah. Things, things can be very simple if you use the standard deduction. Okay. So how do I complete my taxes for my first job in college? As we said, the steps are the same. Collect your information, decide what tools you're going to use, and then walk yourself through the, the form. The form is like a questionnaire with multiple parts. Part one is your personal information. Name, address, you know, date of birth, social security, that kind of information. Part two is where you put your income and then your deduction, whether it's the standard deduction, which is pretty simple, or if you're going to itemize, if you're going to itemize, you're going to need another form, but you know, we'll talk, we could talk about that in another episode. Mm. Uh, and then you get the, between those two, you get your uh, resulting taxable income and then you're going to calculate your tax based on that taxable income. So if you're using software, it's already done for you. Mm -hmm. If you're taking it to professional, they're going to do that for you. If you're doing the forms yourself, there's things called schedules that say, oh, I made this much money between 25,500, 25,600. The tax is this. That's the number that you put on, on your, on your form. Yeah. It's like a chart. Right. And then the next thing you do is you compare how much was already withheld from your pay versus how much you owe. And if if the, the amount that's already been withheld is more than what you, what you owe, you get a refund. If it's the other way around, if you still owe more than was, was withheld, you got to send the IRS a little more money. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Then sign and submit your document. Right. Okay. So tax credits come after you calculate your taxable income and deductions are what reduces your taxable income, right? Right, right. Okay. And, and and tax credits are uh, dollar for dollar reductions in the, the actual tax. Itself. Okay. The tax itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that um, that was a lot of information. Uh, those are the basics. The real like basic basics but we will be doing i will be putting chapter markers with each of the questions that i ask so you can go back and um re-listen to hear some of the information and then also we're going to be introducing a special episode 1.5 um with just answering your listener questions because i know taxes are a lot and we could basically do this whole podcast on taxes and still have more to say but yeah send in your questions to us um by email at efespodcast at gmail.com or by instagram at efespodcast um and yeah do you have any more tips for our listeners dad Okay, so I'm just going to essentially tell you not to make the mistakes that I made when oh. I was first starting out well. with my taxes. Is number one, start early. Your uh, W 2s start coming, hitting your mailbox or, or coming to you in late February. Mm-hmm. So you should, if you don't have them, you need to ask for them, and, and you need to start collecting all your your stuff. You want to start early and finish early to give yourself time to review. And make any changes. Yeah, because what if I started my job in March? Like what then? 
Uh, so, all right. So remember, taxes are for the prior year. You're going to, oh. the, the taxes that we do now are for all of 2020. Okay. And that's the, the, the tax year is typically January 1st to December 31st. Now, there are ways you can you can make other arrangements, but that's the standard for the tax year. So if you started your job in 2021, you're not filing on in April? Not in April. Okay, no. you're filing April 2022. That's right. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> well, they don't tell you that. Nope. April's nope. not in the nope. beginning of the year, so nope. it doesn't... So- you know, collect your collect your uh, documents, keep your tax documents together. And did I say review your filing again before you send it? You got to do that. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you said it. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. It's review your work again. This is just like checking your answers on the test mm-hmm. before you hand it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, sign your document. That's usually not a problem for um, uh, for software or, or or online submission because they usually make sure that you you know, do some sort of electronic signature. Mm-hmm. And then keep records and schedules and supporting documents, and then make copies. How long should you keep the copies for, though? Uh, a minimum of three years. Uh, it's, uh, most uh, publications say anywhere from three to seven years. Uh, simple with simple taxes, it, 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 three years should be enough. Okay, and then also, how long did it take you, Dad, when you were first starting out, like your first job to? Uh, file? So I, I, I was in the Navy. My, that was my. Well, actually, not that. I did. I did. I did fill out taxes while I was in college, mm. and, and that took me. For, that took me forever. It took me forever, but I got all my money back. That was, okay. that's where, but when I, when I was in the Navy, um, I waited till, uh, December or excuse me, not December, April 15th to fill out my taxes. Oh. It took me about a half an hour. It took okay. me, it took me about a half an hour to do. And then I had to run around trying to make copies of it. So, I, you know, what, what I did then was I, I made, I filled it out twice. Mm. And so it took me half an hour to do the first time. And then, uh, you know, I've, I, I'd made another copy for my records mm-hmm. and then I, I sent it in. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, the, do do it like half an hour. Do the half an hour on like April 3rd. Yeah. Give yourself some time to, some to, time. to, 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 to look at it again. Oh, now resources to, 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 to help you. IRS.gov. 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 today. Now. A, a lot of those software uh, uh, names that I mentioned uh, have a lot of online tax calculation tools that help you, that essentially walk you through it uh, to give you an estimate. It's not, it's not the complete version of, uh, of, uh, of the tax form, mm-hmm. but it gives you an estimate. And that's, okay. that's actually, actually good to do uh, before tax season. Mm-hmm. And then YouTube has videos. Hey, you'd be surprised at how many videos YouTube has there are. everything, dad. Yes. Yeah. You can learn to do anything on YouTube. Right. And and then there's, you know, volunteers out there, uh, uh, volunteers and income tax assistants. Uh, make the effort to educate yourself for, for uh, in in uh, in books and, and other publications um, and talk with somebody. Talk mm-hmm. with somebody, you know, and trust about specific a- uh, tax aspect, aspects. Hey, mm-hmm. how, do, how do I do this? This is my first time doing. It. How did you do that? You know, some, it's got to be somebody you trust. Right. You, you don't want to give up your entire financial life unless it's somebody that already knows your entire financial life. Like but, you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I expect yeah. I expect to talk to you about taxes. When I start filing taxes. 
Yes. Which will be not this year, at least. No. All right. I think that's it for our show. Mm-hmm. I want to thank everyone for listening. And I want you to be sure to join us again next time where, you know, first we're going to answer questions on taxes. But then after that, we're going to start discussing budgeting. Yes, and if you have questions for us about this episode, about anything related to personal finance or economics, or just about a topic that you want us to cover, you can email us at efespodcast at gmail.com and follow our Instagram and Twitter, both at efespodcast. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody.